you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia, and how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 286 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's episode, there have been some rumors that have come out since the last time I talked to you. Uh, The rumors are surrounding the Oakland A's and Trevor Story. So I'm going to read you verbatim what John Morosi wrote and uh, see if they're real or if they're just... uh, projecting. So I'm going to go over that, uh, how story would fit on the team. Uh, all of the stuff that surrounds what Trevor story to Oakland would look like. Uh, there, there's a lot to get into. So that is, that's the episode right now. Uh, so yeah, that that's what I'm talking about. Uh, and at the very end of the episode, uh, I know that I missed Monday's episode. So I just wanted to tell you guys, you know, I, I'm fine. Uh, I just want to give you guys an update on what happened there, but I'll, uh, that'll be at the end of the episode. So, uh, stay, stay tuned for that, I guess. Uh, sure. But before I get into anything though, make sure that you're tuning into the Locked On MLB podcast with baseball encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully every day on the Locked On MLB podcast feed for a unique look at the majors, both present and past. He does a great job. I've been on the show a few times. He's just fun to talk to and he knows what he's talking about. So uh, tune into that one too. Also make sure to follow us, you know, wherever you like hearing podcasts, leave us a five-star review wherever you can and uh, make sure that you're following us on Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the locker room app. And if uh, you have any questions for us, please send those to lockdownathletics at gmail.com. Also, make sure to follow us on Twitter or, you know, just make sure that you know about the Twitter account because I posted on there, you know, noon-ish on Sunday that I wasn't going to be able to record that night uh, just because uh, it it didn't, it it wasn't going well. wasn't a great day. So, uh, so if you're missing an episode on Monday, make sure that you check our Twitter feed because that's how I can, you know, interact with you guys and let you know if there's a a weird schedule, uh, scheduling blip or something like that. So uh, just check in with the Twitter account. And uh, if you're missing me, I'll be back soon. It's fine. Don't miss me too much. It's good. But let's let's talk a little bit about Trevor's story here because uh, (laughs) rumors and uh, this is, you know, an obvious one. Yes, Trevor's story would be great for the Oakland. Days. So before I get into how he's been doing and all that stuff, let's let's just parse the words of John Paul Morosi of ML or uh, MLB Network. Yes, that's where he is now. Uh, he said uh, in, via tweets, the A's are among the clubs expected to monitor Rocky shortstop Trevor Story once he returns from the IL. Uh, side note, he's supposed to come back today on Tuesday. So uh, that's just that's when he's coming back. Uh, also, story: a trade candidate has an expiring contract. Oakland has the worst OPS at shortstop. So, if you if you take the second part, it makes the one word from the first sentence stand out a little bit more. And uh, you, you go with they have the worst OPS at shortstop. You're like, yeah, well, that Elvis Andrews wasn't great the first month. Sure. Okay. Sure. He's been better since he doesn't hit home runs. That's not really his game. Trevor story is a power bat. So there you go. Yeah, that makes sense. But the thing that he said, the A's are among the clubs expected to monitor. He does not say that they have interest in him or that they will be, you know, uh, scouting him 
mercilessly for the next month and a half. He does not say that. He says, basically, in my mind, uh, hey, the A's have a, a big gap at shortstop, and Trevor Story is a good shortstop, so uh, I would expect them to be to be in on Trevor Story. But he does not say that Billy Bean is going to be flying to Colorado himself uh, for every Rockies homestand. He does not say anything like that. So take them with a grain of salt. But I do want to get into the rest of this episode saying, uh, hey, this would be good, probably, but let's go into a little bit more of Trevor's story in 2021 and uh, see what we might be able to expect from him if he does wind up in the green and gold. The big storyline with any hitter, you know, Nolan Arenado or Matt Holliday or whoever it is go going from Colorado to anywhere else is, well, yeah, Coors, that's why their numbers are so good. And, you know, sure, I guess if you were... <laughs> If you haven't progressed since 1999, sure, yeah, that makes sense. But as you've heard me talk about on this podcast uh, a few times, when I, whenever I talk to a Rockies host, uh, the balls are different in you know Colorado and wherever else. And so the hitters are also at a little bit of a disadvantage when they go on the road. So if they're getting the same pitches, no matter if they're you know in Oakland or Anaheim or Los Angeles or Houston or wherever wherever else they're playing, uh, they are fairly similar. Whereas in Colorado, you don't know how a ball is going to cut. And I said it last week on the show, uh, if you see the same pitcher every day for a week and you go home road, home road, you're going to see different pitches each and every time. And it's got to be hard to be a hitter like that. Sure. The ball flies a little bit harder when you make good contact in Colorado. Uh, and there, you know, it's a big field and all that stuff, but at the same time, uh, taking that one little thing out of the equation and putting him in a better offense, like the A's, as opposed to the Rockies probably would help his stats. So that is my one caveat for what I'm about to say. And that is, uh, he hasn't been great this year. He has a 255 batting average. We don't really pay attention to that necessarily, but it's it's worth noting uh, he has a 322 on base, which for an elite level shortstop who's expecting to make a lot of money, 322 is okay. It's not great, but it's all it's fine. It's certainly an upgrade. He has five home runs. So for all of the coorsness, he has five home runs. Uh, he has 23 runs batted in, which is fine. You know, not a great offense, maybe not as many opportunities. So that's something he does have eight stolen bases, which I do like. It would add another dimension to the A's. Um, yeah, I mean, Elvis Andrews also steals bases, but not uh, not that much uh, just yet. He has a 746 OPS, which is roughly league average. And then he has an 89 WRC plus, which means he has been 11% below league average. So uh, is he the bat that you're expecting right now? No, you're expecting him, you know, the, the 120 WRC plus that he's been for the last couple of years or, you know, beyond. Um, and he's not that right now, but he is better than Elvis Andrews, who has like a 55 right now. So he's still 30% above Elvis Andrews. So it is an upgrade. And I know that you guys have heard me, you know, singing the praises of Elvis Andrews, and this has become locked on Elvis Andrews for the most part. And I do like him on the A's, but this is an upgrade. And this, I, I would like to see Trevor's story as another scary bat to lengthen the A's lineup, as opposed to, you know, a moving the, the batting order kind of a guy. Um, I, what would the A's do with Elvis Andrews? I'll talk about that a little bit later in the episode, but it, it's interesting. And do the A's have to get Trevor Story at whatever cost? Not necessarily. They do need a bat, I think. And they need to lengthen their lineup in one way or another. And shortstop seems like the biggest hole that they could fill 
with a guy who's more at least league average, if not a little bit better. So that's the reasoning for going to get Trevor Story. Also, he's good. Um, but uh, another thing that I liked in his profile right now is his K percentage is the lowest of his career. And while I just you know gave all those stats, you know his batting average, all that stuff, his BABIP, his batting average on ball balls in play, is at 311 right now. And usually it's about 35 points higher at about 345. So it's a little bit low. So has he been a little bit unlucky or was the 345 unsustainable? It is not at his career level. So could we see his batting average climb back up to 280 where it's been in the past? Potentially, maybe. But if you take him out of Colorado, could we still expect that? I don't know. That's a big variable for me. Um, And he's... One thing that's not great is he's not barreling pitches as much. His barrel percentage is roughly the same as it was last year, but last year it also wasn't great for him. And I mean, he is on the IL right now, so maybe it was a little bit of uh, an injury-related thing. Maybe when he comes back, he's just going to be crushing balls, and he'd be great. Um, He's been roughly league average in most of the stats that you see on baseball. Savant, you know, uh, hard hit percentage, K rate, all that stuff. Uh, The things that you look at to see, hey, is somebody getting unlucky right now? And right now he's like, he's league average, which he was last year too. And in 2019, he was, he was, you know, in the 70th percentile right now, he's like 50, 55. So he's a little bit down from where he's been in the past. Is he aging too quickly? I, I hope not. <laughs> but uh, I do want to say that one good thing about his, uh, how pitchers attack him. And that is he excels against off-speed pitches. He's hitting 292 against off-speed and he's been pretty good against fastballs and breaking balls. Against fastballs, he's hitting 255, not bad. And against breaking balls, he's at 246. Uh, he's actually overperforming on off-speed pitches by a little bit. And he's underperforming just slightly on fastballs and breaking balls. So there's not like a way to go get him out. Like I I mentioned in the offseason, the A's have struggled against breaking balls. So you can go just a guy with a bunch of break and uh, see if they'll chase or, you know, see if they can lay off a pitch or something like that and get those called strikes. Trevor Story is a little bit harder to attack. So I like that aspect of him a lot. But just rolling right along, I want to talk a little bit about his home road WRC plus. And that basically just monitors how they are against league average with 100 being league average and uh it's it takes out ballpark factors and all that stuff so it's like how are they as a hitter and his home and road wrc plus uh i think at home it's like 89 and on the road it's 86 so he's been fairly consistent both home and road according to wrc plus and that's a nice factor uh his batting average was like 211 on the road which isn't great and he was hitting like 289 at home so that was good but uh if you just look at that one stat, oh no, that's terrible. But if you incorporate home runs and, you know, everything else that goes into WRC plus, then he looks like a pretty, you know, even keeled hitter, both at home on the road. And I think that that could even go up this season once he's, you know, back from injury. And if he gets traded to somewhere where it's not, you know, a mile above sea level, uh, that could definitely help. And I think that, uh, my, my my closing thing for the first segment is he'd be a good ad. I think that he'd be good. Do I want to get rid of Elvis Andrews? No, he's great in the clubhouse. Uh, if they just like dumped him, would that be like trading uh, Yohan Cespedes? I don't know that he has the same impact on the field as Yohan Cespedes, but in the in the clubhouse, he's got to be beloved because uh, he, he came in and he's been making everybody smile. And uh, that goes a decent way that the original Moneyball uh, did not incorporate any, you know, smiles per average, you know, smiles above average or anything like that. But uh, the current one, 
the, you know, the geeks, as people are called, uh, you know, the sabermetrics people, uh, that, that they take that into a little bit more consideration. And that's, you know, part of why I think you saw the A's go after Elvis Andrews, uh, you know, partially out of necessity and partially because the geeks are taking it seriously now. So <laughs> um, I got a little bit more coming up on this, including uh, what a trade could look like and what to do with Elvis Andrews if Trevor Story does come to Oakland. So uh, stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors like wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. They also have lozenges with four milligrams of nicotine in three other flavors like cherry ice, citrus, and mint. And Lucy lozenges and gums are FSA and HSA eligible. So you can use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy now. And it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, or even at the gym. And right now, Locked On MLB Network listeners can go to lucy.co and use promo code Locked On MLB to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum and lozenges. That's lucy.co and use the promo code Locked On MLB at checkout. Also, I have to give this disclaimer warning. This product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code locked on MLB. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts. Leave us a five-star review wherever you can. Follow us on social media at Locked On Aids on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. And if you guys have any questions, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's talk a little bit about a potential trade for Trevor Story and what it could look like from the A standpoint. Uh, the, the common guy that he's being compared to at the trade deadline uh, in terms of what kind of a package we could be looking at is Manny Machado from 2018 when he was traded from Baltimore to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Remember that? He was on the Dodgers for a minute. Um, and I think that one thing that currently, I mean, things can change in the next month, but currently uh, Manny Machado is a lot better <laughs> heading into a, a potential trade. His WRC plus in the first half of 2018 was 155. And I believe that that's higher than any season that Trevor Story has ever had by about 30%. So uh, I, I don't think that the return is going to be nearly as high. Just you know, you're talking, uh, I think he's also making a little bit more money than Manny Machado was too. So if the Rockies aren't taking on any, if they're not eating any money, then the return could be like two or three, like, okay players. But uh, one thing that I do want to definitely mention is uh, in, in this trade, there's not going to be a, a there will be a headline guy, but it's not going to be a franchise altering piece. I, I don't care who, who they're trading for, at least from the A's perspective. Uh, they're not going to give up AJ Puck or, you know, Luzardo or anybody like that. Nick Allen, Logan Davidson, even um, maybe Logan Davidson, but I'll, I'll get over that here in a sec. Um, I, I just don't think that there's enough time. And if the A's are going to be eating the other $6 million of his contract, then the Rockies are getting salary relief and then a franchise altering player. I don't think so. That does not, that doesn't seem like how this works. And especially when he's been performing below league average, uh, I, I don't see that being the market rate right now for Trevor story over the course of two seasons when you're hoping to make a playoff push. And he may actually be meh 
You know, you could probably get like Adam Frazier from the Pirates and be better off with where they are playing right now. Uh, would he help, would Trevor Story help you more in the playoffs? I mean, probably because he's pretty good, uh, but he has to show what he's that he's improving over the course of the next few weeks before he gets traded or else the Rockies could just be looking at like, oh, well, we'll take what we can get uh, and just basically trying to get more than they would from a, a comp pick from him rejecting their qualifying offer. That could be the, the worst case scenario is Trevor Story doesn't get better. They just need to get a couple of guys that are better than the one guy that they would get at the end of like the first or second round or whatever the comp pick is right now. Um, so, that's that's the downside for the Rockies. The, the upside for the A's is you're not giving away any of your top-tier talent. Tyler Soderstrom staying with the A's uh, because it's two months of one guy who's been okay. So I think that a lot more of the return will be focused around guys that aren't necessarily the, the best pedigree, but somebody that could turn into like a Mark Canna, uh, you know, who's very, very good. Maybe not even that high of a ceiling, but guys that could be role players uh, sooner rather than later. Also, the timeline of, uh, or, you know, the, the prospect level that the Rockies are looking for could play a big role in this. Uh, the A's have some, you know, triple A outfielders right now that could do very, very good things, uh, potentially in Colorado as soon as uh, the, the trade is made. But uh, it, do they want guys that are in like high A? Where, where are they at in their rebuild? Where do they see themselves in the next, uh, you know, year or two? And that could play a big role in what kind of a trade happens here. But uh, I wanted to throw out some names for you guys here. And uh, two guys, I think one of these guys could get traded if the A's go after Trevor Story or, you know, a, a big ticket uh, trade trade guy like that. And uh, one is Greg Dykeman and the other one is Luis Barrera. Uh, I think Barrera and his tools would be very, very good in Colorado. So he could be a, a big target for that big, expansive outfield in Colorado. He's got a good arm. He's good at defense. And that's something that if I was building the Rockies, I would go after somebody like that to be on my next contending team. He's got six years of control left. Uh, you go after somebody like that if you're the Rockies, according to me. And I, I volunteered to be there GM. So uh, if you want me to make a trade with uh, the A's front office, go get Luis Barrera so that the A's can have Trevor Story. I'll make it happen, you guys. Just give me the job. I, I got this. Um, so I think that those two guys would be interesting. I, I feel like one of the A's AAA outfielders would probably have to be moved or, or would be okay to be moved from the A's because the A's have a lot of outfielders right now. And I don't know uh, how much longer they can keep them in AAA. So may as well deal from a position of strength, which the outfield is for the A's. They've got other guys that are, you know, in high A, low A, double uh, A even, that can also have an impact on the A's in the next maybe two years or year and a half or something like that. So it's not like they'd be lost without these guys. And they've got a pretty decent core of outfield guys that uh, will be in Oakland for next year. Mark Canna will be a free agent. So that'll be interesting. Uh, do they want to move on from Stephen Biscotti? That's another, and you know, aspect that you got to look at, but um, maybe even Buddy Reed is in that mix because he's also a tools, the outfielder that just needs some playing time. Uh, he's been a little bit better in AAA. I haven't looked at his stats in the last few days, but he was hitting like 260, I believe. So uh, he, he's been, pretty solid this season for the Las Vegas Aviators. But moving on to another position and another guy that uh, could be involved in a Trevor Story trade. And I think that Kyle McCann could become a trade piece for the A's just because they've got Sean Murphy in the big leagues and 
he that's his job that that is he is the ace catcher for the foreseeable future unless they like tear everything down which i don't think that sean murphy would necessarily be there yet because he hasn't hit his peak yet so it feels like he'd still be around for a couple of years and kyle mccann is currently in double a and right below him well a couple levels below him in stockton right now but maybe he'll be in lansing before long is tyler soderstrom and as long as his catching is okay soderstrom could be the heir apparent to sean murphy in the next three years maybe because his bat plays maybe they move him to like left field or you know uh, first base or s somewhere else but uh it if they want to keep him at catcher which it looks like they do because he's still catching right now they could move him and accelerate his bat to the big leagues uh sooner rather than later if they wanted to but they're working on his catching and if you're Kyle McCann you got to be like well where do I fit in with the Oakland A's and the answer might be he he might not they can find backup catchers you know on the free agent market or you know wherever but uh I don't think that Kyle McCann would necessarily be a backup catcher for the A's I think that he would he, he's he seems like a, a starting catcher kind of guy his bat definitely says so maybe the Rockies could move him over to first base if they need some help over there and uh, you know let Ryan McMahon play wherever the hell he wants and another guy I, I don't know the third player, but you know, the other guy, maybe Grant Holmes, you know, buy low on a guy like Grant Holmes right now, who's struggling a little bit in AAA to start the season. He's currently 0-1 with an 1186 ERA in Las Vegas, but in Midland, uh, in 2019, he had a 331 ERA across 81 innings. And in, you know, one quick outing in Las Vegas in 2019, he had a 193 ERA. So he's had success. He's just not having it right now. Maybe it's the, the weird COVID season from last year and he's just starting to rebound. But if you're the A's, you're not you're probably not trading anybody that would help you win now. And that includes depth pieces, whether or not James Caprillion is a starter for the rest of the season or a depth piece, you, you want him on the team. Luzardo puck, same thing. And uh, I, I think that Grant Holmes maybe could be available in a trade for somebody like Trevor story. So those are three guys that I'm looking at potentially, uh, you know, specifically as uh, trade pieces in a Trevor story deal. If he, I think he even has to pick it up a little bit to get even that much talent. Uh, but if it all kind of depends on how much money the Rockies are going to be eating too, because if they eat the, the full 6 million and the A's don't have to pay a dime, then you're going to see a little bit bigger return. So uh, there, there's a lot of facets here. And uh, maybe if, you know, I think of more things to go off on, uh, I will talk about those a little bit later in the week. But uh, yeah, I, I think that it's going to be an interesting deal if it does happen. I'm again, according to John Morosi, I'm not convinced that the A's are like super involved. So um, yeah, I guess we'll just uh, wait and see on that one. But I got one more topic on this, and that is if the A's do trade for a shortstop, Trevor Story or otherwise, what happens to Elvis Andrews, who's actually been pretty good the last month? So uh, I got that coming up for you guys. So stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by the best tasting protein bar on the market, and that is Built Bar, my friends. And when you talk to a fan of Built Bar, they are definitely passionate about their favorite flavors. If you don't know Built Bars, they have nine terrific flavors that are just always there, like coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel, so that there is something for everyone. And my favorite flavor has to be the coconut brownie chunks. You've heard me talk about it before. It is absolutely delicious. I, it, It's 
it, it feels illegal how good that thing is. It's, it's not. It's it's 100% tasty and delicious and good for you because it is jam-packed with protein. They are protein bars that taste like candy bars. Uh, I like them as a nice mid-afternoon snack. Uh, some people have them after workouts. They're, they're just fantastic bars. And they also have seasonal flavors available on their website. Uh, at just you know, They just have them for a few days and then they're gone. So you got to be checking their website. Sign up for push notifications if you can because Bilt Bar has all of the good stuff that you need for your after your post-workout or afternoon snack. They're fantastic. So all you got to do to get your hands on some of these delicious treats is go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all of your sporting needs, including baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and all of your UFC or MMA action. Uh, my wife and I have been watching playoff hockey a decent amount when baseball is not on, and we just pick random teams to root for that specific night. Obviously, going really hard for the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens completed the sweep, so congrats to Montreal on that one. And we also like the New York Islanders for no reason. Can we name anybody on any of these three teams? I mean, we can name a few, but uh, no is the prevailing answer. And we like the Islanders because they do not put up with crap from anybody, and I like that. Uh, but they don't, they're not like throwing the first punch. They'll, they'll counter punch for sure, though. And getting this invested in hockey makes me go over to Bet Online to check what the odds are each and every night. So before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams continue their runs in the playoffs. Head on over to their website or use the, your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. And that is why everybody says that Bet Online are your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. You guys are enjoying the show. Make sure to subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts. Leave us a five-star review wherever you can. And uh, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. If you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's talk about Elvis Andrews real quick and how he would be affected, obviously, uh, by a potential deal for Trevor's story. And the, the quick answer is I'm not positive, actually. Um, I think that getting a middle infielder would be good for the A's because we don't know what we can get out of uh, Jed Lowry, who started off really, really hot. But my my little concern with him is he hasn't played in two years. Is he going to be able to be productive for the entirety of a full season, even if he stays healthy? Will he be productive? That's a question mark for me. Uh, Tony Kemp has been on fire the last like 10 games, but is he going to be able to sustain something close to that for the entirety of the season? What about the playoffs? Things like that. So bringing in Trevor Story would be good. And I've talked about Elvis Andres before. And what I like about him is that he's a contact guy. He makes contact. He can move runners over. He makes things happen when he gets on base. Um, I, I like those things about him. So could he potentially slide over to second base? I think that that would probably be the most reasonable exp explanation for what would happen, but uh, he hasn't done it in the majors yet. He has only played at shortstop in his career in the big leagues. So uh, could he play at second base? Maybe. I'm not positive, but 
I think that that's probably where we would see him move. And if that's the case, then what happens with Lowry and Tony Kemp? Uh, so there's a lot of extra question marks that uh, happen if the A's trade for a shortstop specific player like uh, Trevor Story there. Um, the other thing would be, would they potentially try and move Elvis Andrews in a deal where they're taking $6 million, but then they you know trade $7 million for next season? Is that something that could happen? Because... Nick Allen's been pretty decent in double A. Is he going to be ready for next season or would the A's kind of punt it or like get somebody for the short term for the first, you know, six months of the season or would they slow play Nick Allen's development? So there's a lot of extra stuff at play that we're going to be finding out here in the next, uh, you know, month and a half to two months before the trade deadline. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see uh, what the A's do because it'll have implications on what happens later on potentially. So, you know, into the offseason and next year. So uh, there's a lot going on and uh, I, I don't have the answers to that. It, it's kind of a see how it comes and then uh, find out from there. But my guess would be that they would slide him over to second base. I don't know what that would mean for Tony Kemp, Chad Pender, and uh, Jed Lowry and their their roles on the team. So there's a lot going on. Um, one other thing that I wanted to point out real quick before I you know talk about my weekend uh, is that I think that a couple of teams could be all, could be involved in the Trevor Story sweepstakes if it becomes a sweepstakes. Uh, that aren't necessarily competitive this year, but they might want to try and sign them in the offseason. And those two teams also in the AL West, the Texas Rangers and the Seattle Mariners. The Mariners are on the upswing right now. They are a solid, solid team uh, that you know should be ready for contention in the next year or two. Would they like to try and persuade Trevor Story over the last two months of the season to sign a big contract, sign an extension with them? I think that they they will be in that sweepstakes for sure. So why not bring them over for you know a little bit of prospect capital and then try and sign them for a deal and try and convince them through just being in Seattle for a couple of months? You see teams do this all the time. Like when uh, the, the Angels were trying to court Shohei Otani, they had like Mike Trout send him a video or something like that. And I think the Giants sent over one from Buster Posey. This could be their way of, you know, like, hey, this is all the, the cool stuff that we get to do here in Seattle. And, uh, you know, Trevor Story could, you know, he could be a piece for them. Uh, the Rangers, just because I expect them, if he does hit free agency, I expect them to be involved just because he's from Texas. And the Rangers kind of need that that key piece right now that they're completely missing. Uh, maybe they end up trading Joey Gallo or, you know, uh, basically Joey Gallo, I guess. Uh, I don't think that they're going to be having too many suitors for a lot of their pitching, but uh, Joey Gallo is the big target for, you know, trade target for them in, as the deadline approaches. And you see teams do this every now and then where you're like, hey, we want you to be the centerpiece of our next build. Or, you know, we saw the the Reds do this uh, to go get Trevor Bauer a couple years ago. And then they were like, hey, we're going for it in 2020. And he was on the team already because he had another year of control. But Trevor Story does not have, he has two months after the July deadline. So it's going to be interesting to see which teams are in on Trevor Story. Obviously, the Yankees could go after him and, you know, move, uh, whoever they want to, anywhere they want to. So uh, they need help offensively, so maybe they're in play. But uh, the A's seem like very good suitors, and they have enough prospect depth and capital to make a trade like this happen. It kind of boils down to, are they going to spend a little bit of money? Because he's going to be owed around $6 million uh, for that last two months. So is that something that ownership's going to be willing to spend? I'm not holding my breath, but maybe they can make out a deal where the Rockies, you know, 
pay him his money and then they send him more uh, prospects and stuff like that. It's going to be interesting. That's that's to say the very least. But uh, just real quick before I go, uh, I, I again apologize that there was not an episode on Monday, but uh, I had a family member who was dealing with uh, addiction and we had to take them to the hospital and then we had an impromptu uh, intervention a little bit later at night and it was a, a long 13-hour day. And uh, so that's what I was doing. I'm fine. Uh, you know, I, me, I'm okay. Emotionally drained, but uh, I'm doing okay. So I, I wanted to thank everybody for, you know, asking if I was okay and sending thoughts and prayers and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, good vibes and uh, everything and all the tweets. I, I really appreciate all that. So um, yeah, I, I'm doing okay. Um, if there's a change in the schedule for this week, because it's still a very fluid situation, we're trying to get them uh, into a rehab facility throughout the course of the week that they're just not uh, taking people yet. So I may be needed in some other capacity, but uh, I'm going to be trying to get these up for you guys uh, the rest of the week. And then maybe if I have enough time, I'll record two in one, one day and you guys will get a full slate. So uh, that, that's the plan right now. I've got uh, some stuff planned for the next few days and uh, ho hopefully I can get to those and pre-record them just in case uh, my schedule closes up a little bit. So uh, just make sure to follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and I'll update you guys from there if uh, if there is a, a change to the schedule or if I'm going to be late one day or something like that. But uh, I just wanted to let you guys know I'm doing okay personally, um, just emotionally drained. And uh, so everything should be, you know, it's looking good. We're very hopeful and uh, we're, we think that this could be the, the start of, you know, a, a, a nice next chapter for everyone involved. But uh, we're also very, very emotionally drained. So uh, thank you to everybody. And that's just what's been going on. So, um, yeah, no need to worry. I'm doing OK. My thoughts came a little bit scattered. So if uh, the, the podcast was not, you know, as put together as usual. I apologize. Uh, my thoughts are elsewhere at times. So uh, it, connecting words and phrases is a little bit harder, but uh, otherwise I'm doing great. Uh, but that is all that I got for you guys today. But if you still need some more sports talk in your life, tune into the Locked On Today podcast where they talk about where the Bucks are going from here. Uh, they're not looking good against the Nets right now. So uh, tune in over there and you can get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Uh, so with that, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Mm -hmm.